This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. It came to my heart while we are worshipping, just before I share with us briefly, is that there's no limit to where God can take a person. There's no limit. Um, in David's wildest dream, King David, he never would have imagined that he would be where he was. He woke up a shepherd boy, he went to bed an anointed king. Even though Joseph had a dream that somehow his brothers would bow to him. He never thought that he would be the prime minister in the nation that was the world power at that time. My prayer for you and for myself is that where the Lord has planned and proposed for us, we will reach there. And nothing can stop what he has planned to do. I remember a contemporary story, that is that of the Dream Christian Church of God. Um, A church that was practically unknown. And I remember the last day of this Congress that our dear General Vasia was saying that the old auditorium, what we call the auditorium, is one kilometer length by 0.5 kilometer breadth that that was the overflow. And the overflow was full. And I pondered and I said, even in our dear daddy Geo's mind, I don't believe that he could have seen the extent of where God is taking him. Very soon, your own story will be beyond prediction. Please believe it with me. And it shall come to pass. All the major people you see in the world, in the secular, because God is God of the whole earth. All good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, neither any shadow of turning. Every good gift is from God. Those that didn't serve him, after he has given them the gift, they will give account one day. And your own story, too, as a believer, we go around the world, and God will be glorified in your life. Okay, this, um, we want to thank God for the successful 2019 Christmas concert. If my figures are right, I think it's about the largest turnout we've ever had. And there's a lot of people from the locality that came as well. And I dare say that we ourselves, we can't see the end of what God is going to do. Uh, So please, let's remember to thank this great God who has favored us so much and is helping us. Uh, I used to mention departments by name. I won't do that today. You know the danger? I always forget somebody. And so for everybody who has labored, who has worked, we all give a wondrous clap offering unto the Lord. Give a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve a very good God. You won't lack people yourself. Uh, If God wants to help a person, he will give you people. I dare say we have people here. People of quality. People of great dedication. And we shall not be small. Oh, you didn't hear what I say. If I say we, I'm talking about you and I. I'm talking about our individual situations. One more time, I decree we shall not be small. God will enlarge our coast. There will be no diminishing. Your health will not diminish. And our time flies. I never knew that uh, this my brother, as uh, I thought it was like last year, that he was 10 years plus 40. I'm surprised that uh, the man is old already. <laughs> we young boy, we are looking at him and shaking our head. I say, what a pity. 
Hallelujah. May the Lord preserve us all. And greater days ahead of all of us. I want to share with you from a verse of the Bible the Lord gave me, which I hesitated. I'm confessing before you all now. When he gave me that verse of the Bible, it's not one of my favorite verses of Scripture. I don't know if you have passages of Scripture that are not your favorite. Do you have any like that? The one you won't like to wake up in the morning and read. Do you have any like that? Or you are more spiritual than myself? Than myself? Things like, uh, some of you shall be killed for my name's sake. <laughs> I don't wake up to read. I know it's the Bible. I know the word of the Lord is true. You agree with me? But I don't wake up every day confessing that one. I believe it, but I'm begging him that if he pleases him. Hallelujah. So this is one of those categories of Bible verses. Amen? What are the Bible verses you love to read every morning? The Lord, the Lord shall make you the head and not the... You shall lend unto nation and you shall know... You like that one, don't you? Uh-huh. That you shall live and not die. And declare the... Uh-huh. Which other ones do you like? Arise and shine for your... Hallelujah. You know Bible. Good verses. <laughs> all scripture are given by inspiration of God. And they are all profitable. If we allow God to interpret them to us. And so this particular Bible passage, after I sit and when the Holy Spirit is talking to you, just listen. Uh, because he didn't argue with me. I said, Lord, I prefer this other verse. And I heard a gentle voice say, that other verse too is good. When I got there, it wasn't working. So I hesitantly went to the one he first gave me. And when I opened it, he opened my eyes to see what I'd ever seen there before. Uh, you will see what you've never seen before. Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 70 to 19. Those of you that know, probably I say, ha. Ah. Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through to verse 19. And I read from the New King James Version. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet, somebody say yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Verse 19, the Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like their's feet. And he will make me walk on my high heels. To the chief musician with my stringed instrument. Up to this time, I always read this particular passage of scripture in summary as suffering and smiling. That's my take. I don't know if that's be your take as well. There's no fig is not blows, no I mean fruit is not on the vine, uh, labor, everything happened, and yet I will rejoice in the Lord. But the Lord opened my eyes to see it differently today. Amen. That the man fought a battle that he won. And the battle that he fought is the battle against discouragement. And so this morning, we will speak of rejecting discouragement, rejoicing in hope. Rejecting discouragement, rejoicing in hope. Because this man was saying in verse 17 that what he was saying was not good. And he did not say in verse 18 that he will rejoice in his problem. Where, where will be his rejoicing? Where will be his rejoicing? And he will joy in the God of his salvation. The God who will deliver him. And then by the time he gets to verse 19, he then started talking about God making changes already. He said, God is my strength. And this God, he will make my feet to be like Dear's feet or high feet. And then it will make him to leap onto his high places. Hallelujah. So very quickly, we will talk about this rejecting discouragement and rejoicing in hope. Discouragement is Satan's tool. And many a times I walk around as the year is coming to an end, I see a few things around me and I can sense that it's quite possible that many of us may be a little bit discouraged. Some might be profoundly discouraged. It does not matter. But whatever it is, 
This is the tool in the hand of the enemy. Discouragement is loss of hope, courage or faith in something. And if care is not taken, Satan's attack can become fatal because a person might backslide. I want you to know very clearly that no one can conquer without courage. No one can conquer. And the devil knows where to strike. He does not need to do much. Just take strength away from a person by discouraging him or her and it will just go away. The rest will be self-propagating. It's like a chemical reaction. Once it starts, the next phase will come, the next phase will come, and before we know it, there's no hope. The problem with discouragement is that discouragement looks back. Courage looks forward. Discouragement looks back. Courage looks forward. And I pray in the name that's above all names, the grace to learn to look forward, it will give you. In 1974, uh, you can all easily guess my age now. I was 17 years old at that time. I sat from my GCE, ordinary level, otherwise called school certificate. And before my result came out, my father died. He was a man of great influence in my life. Um, most people, if as is one of his old friends when they were together in college. Um, I look so much like him. Uh, when the man sees me, he calls me by my father's first name, Ayo. Uh, the man was one of the top bishops in the Anglican Church. So he insisted that I should come because they were roommates in college. And um, I think my dad was sitting on the top floor. And the man, when my man saw me, he said, ah, Ayo. And, uh, you know, he was sharing a few things with me about their younger days or whatever. He was practically reliving their school days. Long story cut short, he, the man had a great influence in my life. I love him. He taught me many things. He was not by any means perfect. Uh, far from that. But he had a great influence. In fact, some of the qualities I'm still looking for were in him. Um, was a very humble man. Probably about a niche taller than I am. Uh, many things about him. But when the man died, I want to tell you something. That when God will help you, even from a young age, he will put some things in you. I didn't cry. And it wasn't because I was, for when my mother died, I was well over 50 when my mother died. I remember I was in that small office upstairs. They've told me this. And my woman was 92. After a long time, it just dawned on me that, you know, my mother was gone. And I cried. I sobbed like a baby. And that, that left me. But when my father, I didn't cry. Not because I was keeping grief. But as a young boy, what came to my heart was, what next? This man is gone. What are you going to do? I wasn't looking back. I wasn't looking at he didn't leave so much of wealth, which he didn't. I wasn't looking at he left a lot of influence, but he didn't. I knew that the forward was going to be difficult. But I discovered that that same trait, there's a Yoruba proverb that says, when a child falls down, they look forward. He said, when an elder falls down, they look back. And when I was pondering about that, I think yesterday night, I said, oh, Lord, please take us back to being a child. Because our greatest challenge is that we look back too much. We celebrate, and many of the people teaching leadership and growth and management, they tell us, they give us so many acronyms on how we should look at what the errors have been. Yes, there's a place for that, but I think we look back too much. We don't look forward enough as God wants to. And I know you will tell me, how do you learn from the mistake of the past? The problem is that in the midst of trying to learn from the mistake, you get murdered in the past. But I grew from that 17-year-old, and I'm now my age. And I'm now designing that I will have the same nature I had at that time. That if anything goes wrong, I move on quickly. I say, what is next? What is next? What is next? May you please not grow as I grew in that area. And may you all, by the special grace of God, learn to look forward. Thank God God is fixing me and has fixed me very well. I look forward now. You will look forward. Discouragement looks back. Courage does what? You will look forward. In Romans chapter 12, verse 12, let me look at that very quickly. It says, rejoicing in hope Patient in tribulation, 
continuing steadfast in prayer. You know, I mentioned, I'll take that off the screen for now. I'll come back to that. You know, I mentioned to you folks that the devil's primary purpose is to sow some particular seed into our lives, and those are the real battles of life. The battles of life are not the challenges you are going through. It's not the failed business. It's not the health problem. The greatest battles of life are those things that the enemy sow into our life that will not get us like discouragement, like fear. Those are the real battles of life. Pick your battle. No matter what anybody comes across, if you stay courageous, you overcome it. Whatever anybody comes across, if you stay fearless, you overcome it. But the devil knows that throw a little thing there and add fear to it, add sorrow to it, add pride to it, and then they are finished. But today, the grace to fight discouragement, because I'm not just, maybe for three or four people here, they are in a place in which uh, they are not too sure whether it's worth it anymore. But God asked me to tell you today, he that said that is rejoicing this month, it will start for you. And every form of discouragement shall be rejected in Jesus' name. Though Satan is the ultimate source of discouragement, I will quickly give you how he makes discouragement to come upon us. Number one, he can use family. He can use family to discourage you. He can use family. He say, a man's fool shall be day of his household. And please, they are not really the foe. The enemy is the foe. They are only being used unwittingly. The greatest people that will tell you not to go forward are those that actually love you. But they don't know that what they are telling you is not going to help you. The greatest pushback I had against most of the great steps I've taken in life, they were from people who encouraged me to do the right thing. And when I want to do another right thing, they started discouraging me. Some people that encouraged me when I was young and I was confused. He asked me, he said, pick this particular course of study that you are going to do. Because in your old age, you can still live on it. Because your knowledge is your knowledge. People will always need you. And I took that. When God moved me to another level in my life, it's the same set of people that said, don't go to that one. But they will have stopped me from being here now. They will have stopped what God still has to do and they will still do. It's the same set of people. So I'm not saying that your family members are your enemies, but because of the level of their understanding, and that is why family members be very careful. Don't play God over anybody. Don't play God even over your children. Oh, you don't want to hear that one. The long list of what you want them to be, how you want them to go. It takes a lot of courage to let them go the way of the Lord. If a child wakes up now and wants to be something outside your own script, let them be. Just go and ask God, is this what you want for them? So families can be a means of discouragement. In Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 28, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 28, mentioned in scriptures a few, it says, where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts. Who discouraged their hearts? They say the people are greater and taller than we. You know where they were coming from? Don't go into danger. It's too dangerous. Many at times, close people unto you. They are the ones who are very protective of you that may stop you from entering to your destiny. Depend on God. Let him talk to you. And those ones, they were stopped from entry into where God has planned for them. What are the other ways that the enemy can discourage us? It can discourage us through other Christians. Through other Christians. Those ones that know the plan of God for your life better than God knows even the plan. They are sitting in the council of heaven discussing the plan of God. And they will come with all sorts of counsel. Until tomorrow, if you walk through that door on first floor, fountain house, the first thing as you walk through the door, if, I've, if I'm not correct, so that this service shall not be disruptive, see me after the service and I will correct myself next Sunday. The first opportunity I give anybody that you come through my office for counseling, as God has taught me, is to respect the view you are bringing in. 
Because I'm man and God is God. You can tell me something to tell you, but the first thing is that I first listen carefully to you and I flow as much as possible with you. Because people can come unto you today and say, Thus says the Lord. Tomorrow they say, God has not said again. I don't argue. People have told me before, Pastor, God has sent me here. In fact, we will so stay with you that they will bury me next week. That a good old age, I'll be. It took months for them for God to say another thing. But that doesn't bother me. That's men. In Acts chapter 21, verse 10 to 13, Acts 21, mentioned there some of the instances in which you must not allow human beings to declare. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. We're going to verse 13. 10 to 13, please. 13. Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. They were discouraging him, but the man knew the plan of God for him. It's totally pointless for him. He knew that it would be mattered anyway, so why are they bothering and they are protecting him, will not have stopped what God has got in store for him. There are avowed enemies who will also discourage you. Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 1 to 4. Avowed enemies. And please be very careful with people, uh, wherever they are, who are always saying negative things to your life. Run away from them. Run away from them. People that never see any good in what you are doing. They constantly pick holes in what you are doing. And even close relationships, be very careful. Close relationship, parental, close relationship, spouser, close relationship, filial, which is brother or sister, you know. Don't be negative all the time. People don't like, usually the heart that is right, I find it difficult to say negative things about people I love. I may go in prayer to them. I've learned to see that, that people don't respond to negativity. Um, oh, you will ask me, don't we correct? You've asked me that question before. Of course, correct. But correct in such a way that people don't go away with the fact that don't I do anything right? Because there's tendency for that. And usually, do you know that advice does not change anybody? Haven't you noticed? Since we've been talking, have you changed anybody? Since I've been talking myself, have I changed you? You know what is changing you? The Holy Spirit is God. You think I'm standing here, I'm, I'm that deluded, thinking that I can preach so well. Maybe that's why I don't preach very well. I depend too much on the Holy Spirit. Nobody say what you will say. That's why let your, let your dependence be on him who can change hearts. The heart of the kings are in the hand of the Lord. Like rivers of water, I can turn it wherever he likes. So, when people are around you and they are full of negativity, please avoid them. In Nehemiah chapter 4, that we're going to read, you know the story of Sambalat. Maybe we don't spend time on that. I want us to pray and close very early today. It's been a long week for many of us. Amen? Run away from them. And they are being used always to execute the plans of the enemy. Amen. Usually, I wrote a statement here as well. I said, discouragement takes root when encouragement is withheld. And I want you to join that to the previous statement I'm making. Please learn to encourage people. Also, discouragement takes root through mockery. Some people, they give you know, snide statements. Mm, they, you know, they are, you know, and, 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 and it could cut. I was talking somewhere, you know, somebody made a statement, and I laughed. And the person came back to me and asked, and I said, why did you laugh? It's within close relationships I'm talking about here. I said, no, I wasn't laughing because of what you thought. The person thought I was laughing because I said that no good can come from other person. There are people that do that. The world is full of that. You have somebody has done something wonderful, you say, ha, ha. Or somebody made a good comment about somebody, you say, ha, indeed. Those things, they discourage and the plan of God is that we don't dwell there at all. Amen. 
let me jump, uh, take about one quarter of the message away and go to the final part quickly. Amen. And I want to talk to you quickly about recognizing discouragement. Because sometimes we are discouraged, we are not even aware we are. When a person is discouraged and remembering that discouragement takes away joy. Hmm? Uh-huh. Because we say when a person is discouraged, it, 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 it goes to the root of the joy of that person. Hallelujah. When a person is discouraged, they are discouraged because they have tried all they know how to do. Most of the time. They are discouraged because they've prayed. They're discouraged because they've done all within their power. And the first thing that will change in them is their attitude. And I've seen such attitudinal change many times in church and in people. What is attitude? I've defined attitude for you before. Attitude is a posture. So, sometimes you are in a congregation. People don't even know it. Or maybe you are talking to someone on a private level. The way their body will, will the, way, the way they sit down, the way they do their head, the way they respond to what you are saying, tells me clearly they are discouraged. You know, I've been, I've been so young before you are talking to people, they fold their hands like that and they throw their head back. It's a matter of saying all you have to say. Many a times you are telling them, God is going to break through for you. When you are telling people, uh, God is in charge, uh, you are going to be good. They did like that. You know, immediately I lived in 99. And in my spirit, I'm concerned with the one. And I start praying. Many times in church like that, I say, in the name of Jesus, you can't know where God is taking you. Why many are saying amen? Some that, when many that are not discouraged are saying Amen. A few that are mildly discouraged are saying amen. And the little proportion that are overwhelmingly discouraged, they will fold their hands like that. And probably look down and be fiddling with something. You know what? They've gone beyond the point of positive statement does not mean anything anymore. You can profess as long as you like. I'm closed. That's what you said last year. I'm still here. That's what you said the other time. All the meetings, I've listened online. I've listened offline. (laughs) Nothing is happening. Their attitude has changed. And the first thing, and that is why I'm rushing to the conclusion. Amen? I'm rushing to the answer. When I first preached this message around 2008. I started going back because something is telling me that there are so many things that we have said in this place that we need to bring back again. Uh, by the grace of God, it's not difficult to get message so far. And it will not be difficult. Uh, uh, we can write someone. As I tell you, writing someone is different from getting message. And most of the time I say, Lord, you've helped me. Uh, by, by grace, I'm a teacher. Uh, give me a verse of Bible. We can get a few things out. But this would need message you. Things that will touch where they are now. And you are sitting down there. Many, many, many. Various degrees of discouragement. The Lord asked me to tell you today. Today, today is aware. If that's the only thing you are going to is aware. Is aware of that situation. Is aware of your attitude. Many times that's where you go to the toilet. You just don't want to hear it. Enough. All this will be happening. And I'll tell you the solution. I, won't, I can list a few other things that happens, but let me go to the solution quickly. It's burning in my heart because the solution is not even many. It's very small. Uh, what are the other ways in which a person can recognize his courage? Um, you resent instructions and guidelines. Uh, the seven steps to breakthrough. You've had the seven. You've had the 17. You have had the 27. You've had the 14 and 21s. And so me giving you another three does not make a... Hallelujah. Don't be concerned. Just rejoice. <laughs> because God will bring solution today. Uh, you know, even situation around them does not interest them anymore. Because God still gives us miracle in that, dis- in that discouraged state. You do know that. It still does things. Oh. But because the enemy has struck his arrow into our hearts, we find it difficult to even see things that are happening. We find it difficult to see progresses that are being made. Do you now know it's all about attack of the enemy? 
Yeah, the situation needs to change. And God's plan, according to Habakkuk chapter 3, 17 to 19, is that we, you will walk in your high places. But the problem is that there's an arrow that is in the heart that is making the person not to be open, even unto the promises of God. So many of these things are what are there. So what is the solution? Yeah, we've been waiting for that one. Aren't you? All right, part of the solution we found in Habakkuk chapter 3. But let me go to another one. Please put on the screen and on that one we will pray and we will be heading home. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Please put that on the screen with me. Or for me. Shall we read that together? One, two, go, please. One, two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can you put it in the New Living Translation for us, please? That is where the solution is. Look at it very carefully. All right? Shall we read together in the New Living Translation? That makes it a bit easier. One, two, go. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Okay? Don't be discouraged, for I will and I will Bible study. What are the answers to discouragement? Number one. Come on. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Huh? Okay. God's help. Good. God will help you. Good. God's strength. Good. Yes. God's strength. Good. God's presence. Good. Okay. You got it all. But let's rearrange it now. God says, don't be what is the thing that would dispel fear? Uh-uh. Look at it. For I am with you. What is the thing that would dispel fear? God's presence. A person is afraid because you are walking alone. You agree with me? Have you been there before? With a child knowing that you are by the side, the child does not fear. That's why the child, when they had dreams, you know, occasionally those things that kids to say, what do they do? They run to your bedroom and say, mommy, mommy, mommy. isn't it? What are they looking for? Once I'm near daddy, once I'm near mommy, all fear is gone, isn't it? So, as long as you are assured of God's presence, you should not be afraid. So, when I'm afraid, my number one duty is to create an environment of God's presence. In worship, in study, or whatever you can do. And don't do it mindlessly. Do it in such a way that you know something is felt within and around you that you are sure and you are sure that God is there. You agree with me? Let's go to the next one. Because the first one starts with the statement, isn't it? And the second starts with the reason or the solution. You agree with me? So for fear, what is the answer to fear? Sincerely, it's God's presence. We'll teach that another day. Number two, don't be... And what is the solution to that one? Knowing that God is your... And then he said, I will stop there. That is my own number one. God's strength. If God strengthens a person from inside, you find out that nothing discourages you. Our greatest problem is weakness. Believe you me. And it doesn't come by you working it up. No, God is not saying go and develop your strength because I will go to some Bible verses to tell you how you can get strength. When a person is strong and tough on the inside, nothing you throw at him will move them. In fact, they have strength to go forward and possess what God has given unto them. Oh God, strengthen your church. Our number one challenge, brethren, is strength. Oh, if a person is tough, don't tell me, oh, pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I can tell you there are many people that have gone through what I have gone through. And while I was shaking, they didn't shake. And there are many people who are going through what you are going through. While you are shaking, believe you me, they didn't shake as well. And they kept marching until they entered into it. That is the gospel. There is no other way about it. Once the enemy can immobilize a person, a person is finished. The devil will not successfully immobilize you. Strength comes from God. 
Let me give you a few backing Bible passages. Got a few here. Please go with me to 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10 and then we go to Psalm 18 verse 32. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10. It's an off-quoted passage here, but we'll take it again. He said, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered, you don't want to hear that one. But Peter knew you by the Holy Spirit. What did he put after suffered? So ah, follow me. What did he put after suffered? So they didn't want that at all. <laughs> Maybe it's been long because I was too weak. And I didn't, I was unable to get up and walk to where God was leading me. And believe me, it doesn't sound good when people are going through things and I'm telling you what I'm telling you. But I need to say what God wants us to hear so that we can terminate where we are quickly. Until I pass that class. Let me give you some bones. For every heaven-bound Christian, there are works that must be done in your life. Oh, there are many areas that he has allowed me to suffer. That's why I'm, that's why I'm still here. That's why I'm still here. It is, it is part of it. It's after you have suffered a while. God, we, you don't want the little while. We were enjoying the little while in New Living Translation. Those people upstairs, they have an agenda. <laughs> I mean, we, love, we were just, go back to New Living Translation. They took the letter. Is that better now? <laughs> Hallelujah. The little while. So which means if it's long now, the Lord is saying it's going to be little. You understand that? So if you, I say it's dragging, I say, but you say it's little low. This is dragging too long. This doesn't look like little anymore. You can hold on to that. He said he will restore. He will and he will and he will place you on a firm. All that, the reason for that little suffering is the firm foundation. Because it has a work to be done. And by then, strength will have come into you. Now go to Psalm 18, verse 32, and we'll pray on that one. Let me keep my word. So much to say, but it's not a day for word. It's a day for change. Because we're ending this year strengthened. We're ending this year. He said, I will make your face to be like adamant that is harder than flint. The whole battle of life is who we blink first. I beg you, the devil will blink first in your life. Mm. What does he say? God. Now this, this is one version. This is one particular one. Please, next time, try and get the parallel version for us. So the parallel is that we can have uh, a few verses one after another like that. Or you may probably have it, but don't fiddle with that now. Let's first go to the old King James Version. That is the one many of us know. Does anybody know it's no King James Version? It's a Bible verse that you must memorize. It will do what? It guides. Uh-huh. Uh, nobody speaks like that anymore. It is God that guardeth me with and maketh my way. Now go to the New King James Version. Thank you very much. What does it say? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way. Now go to the New Living Translation. What does it say? God arms me with strength and he makes my way. I think the Good News Bible said it one another way. Good News Bible. I think, do I have it there? Good. Do you have it? Oh, all right. Thank God. Good. There's the same one. Yeah. Good News Translation. Read that one with me. He is God who, who makes you strong. Who makes you strong. The strength you get today will serve you tomorrow. Many will say, strong or no strong, God just has my problem. No, God doesn't work like that. So I will make you strong. (laughs) If I have my child, I say, Lord, all these strong things, just solve this matter, uh -uh, I will make you strong. (laughs) I don't need strength. Just remove the problem. Uh -uh. Just in the process of removing it, you get extra bonus. 
The bonus is that you're now strong. So that anything the enemy throws at you, you just deal with it like that. And then you are a blessing to other people. Rise on your feet with me. Let us pray. I told you, it's not a day for long prayer. Amen. What's your prayer point? Hmm? Because once you are straining, you will climb to your place quicker. You will climb. And I will climb. So, I first of all want us to say, Lord, we thank you for all the provisions you have made. And I want you to pray in your own way. For I pray for you, prayer point number one, and then I'll give you prayer point number two, and that will be right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will ask that God will make you strong. Ask God to make you strong. He promised us in Psalm 18 verse 32, he said, he is God who makes you strong. Because when you are strong, you are glad. You will rejoice. Today, every form of weakness, knocking knees, fearfulness, they will disappear. Please put the New King James Version there for Psalm 18, verse 32, and we turn that to our prayer. And I want you to pray it energetically and pray it desperately. Our general vice, our dear daddy Gio, led us in prayer on Friday, and that was very, very powerful indeed. While he was talking, he was going to say, ah, hear this. The Lord said, that's not your word. The man of God came again, he said, Ah, the Lord asked me to send somebody. That the Lord said, that's not your word. And then, before he said there was a word, the Lord said, he will say there's a word. I was listening. When they asked the people to stand, I was standing up. I would, because I, I don't miss Congress normally. But I'll tell you that later on. And immediately, the Lord said, the next one is your word. And I knew it was my word. Immediately, I received it. I prayed it. Whatever the Lord has given me, is for the benefit of my house. For the benefit of this, my family. And what the Lord has said will be yours as well. What he has said is what I paraphrased for you at the beginning. That God is raising somebody to a place beyond your imagination. It may not look like it now. (laughs) It may say, me... Many have said me before, and God says it's not about you. Whether you want it or not, I will still do it in your life. Because I want to bless people. You're going to read Psalm, I will read Psalm 18, verse 32 after me, and we turn that to prayer quickly, and then we take one more prayer point. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says, It is God who hands me with strength and makes my way perfect. Therefore, I stand on the word of God. I say, my father, my father, you are the one that makes me strong. Promise to make me strong. This afternoon, make me strong. Make me strong. And make my way perfect in the name of Jesus. Please, brother and sister, let's pray that prayer. Pray it in your own way. It's an all-encompassing prayer. It is the Lord who makes you strong, who gathered thee with strength. Oh, Lord God, David, the man of God, he knew what it meant to be gathered with strength. He was chased by his own spiritual father, that is what, the king of Israel. He said, who am I? I'm just like a flea. And the whole army of Israel was chasing me. But he knew there was strength from Jehovah. He never denied Jehovah for once. But he pressed on. He waited for his appointed time. And he sat on that same throne after that man was dethroned for him. 
Lord God of heaven and every one of these your children, we will sit on the throne you prepared for us. Because as David received strength, and he told us in this verse of scripture, we also we shall receive strength today in the name that's above our names, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. Amen. Today, because of the strength of God in your life, discouragement has no place anymore in the name of Jesus. Receive encouragement to go forward in the name of the Lord. Because you are now strong. You will not cower anymore in the name of Jesus. You will not murmur anymore in the name of Jesus. Because when the enemy brings it, you will say, I am more than conqueror. You will say, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. You'll be able to say that weeping may endure for right now, but my joy is coming in the morning. You'll be able to call even the night hour and turn it suddenly into money, money, money. The mother of Jesus moved our time. He said, my hour has not come. But he said, son, you will change the hour. And so while we were still toying with the issue of suffer a little while, how long is little, how long is while, we know that we prayer and concerted determination. God can change time for us. God can make the journey that's supposed to be 20 days, he can make it to be 20 minutes. And that's why we say no more delay. No more delay. No more delay. No more delay. We are holding the hand of the Father. And we are trusting him. And they say, you said a little while, Lord, this is long already. You said a while. This is more than just a while. Oh, Lord, arise. And so, Father, I pray right now that with your mighty hand you will arise. And if there's still anyone in this room, who's this, all these words that we are saying, they're still at the point of saying, uh, well, another proclamation. That is changing now. Because you feel the spirit of discouragement. You will leave the heart of the people of God now. And you will be, be, you'll be open to receive the strength from above in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. And joy of the Lord shall follow. Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 3. Finally, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he went on verse 2 and verse 3 now. He says, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. There is an anointing for strength and encouragement. That's why a person charges for like a bull. There comes a time when the devil knows he's wasting his time over you. He knows that this one will not buckle. I can't keep him down. I thought she would be sorrowful now. Why is she not sorrowful? Demons go to somebody else. And immediately, not only sorrow are they bringing, even the limitation over your situation, they stop it. Sometimes, brethren, the only thing God told Joshua, what was it? Be stronger. That's all. And he was stepping into a shoe that was too big for him. By the mercy of the Lord, I go back to that first one. Strength and courage. Strength and courage. Mm, strength and courage. But the Bible also says that Joshua, the son of Nun, who Moses laid his hand upon, and through the laying of the hand, the man was anointed. So we will pray for anointing for power. We pay anointing for strength. And in that place, Isaiah 61, you can join oil of joy for money. So you now see that strength and anointing, they go together. So right now, the Lord himself will anoint us. Everyone in this room. No more feebleness. We shall possess our possession. 
lift your hand, let me pray for you. Father, in the name that's above all names, I ask right now, all our hands, including mine, of, let the anointing for strength, anointing for advancement, let it rest upon each and every one of us now in the name of Jesus. You have said you will yet make us rejoice in Job chapter 8 verse 21. So this season of rejoicing, we will march forward into Nessia with a degree of hope we have never had before. With a degree of confidence we've never had before. And there shall be a performance of all your mercy and goodness in the name of Jesus. For all the miracles you do this year, because you did quite a few, we want to thank you for all the cases that seem to have been shot and locked away that you attended. So we thank you for all the doors that seems they will never be open and you have opened. We thank you. And in that confidence and hope, we are marching into the next year. With strength and with power in the name of the Lord Jesus. The yoke of discouragement is broken. And we are free to go to our high places. Once again, we thank you, Father. Faithful and true you are. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.